IT is a way to leverage technology mm -hmm. to create profits and productivity. Mm -hmm. And within that productivity is the ROI, the return on the investment. Hey there, and welcome to Headway, a podcast by Catapult Lakeland, where entrepreneurs share practical tools and insights so that you can continue to generate ideas and innovate as you move your startup forward. My name is Kristen Strabridge, and I get to work at Catapult, an entrepreneur center in Lakeland, Florida, that exists to foster the growth of startups by providing education, resources, and space. So today we are diving into a conversation that, if you're like me, can be a bit daunting. A few weeks ago when Pablo approached me to ask if he could be on the podcast, I um, was simultaneously super excited to learn about what he was going to say, and I also felt super unqualified to talk about the subject of IT. We have an inside joke here at Catapult that when somebody calls to talk to our quote-unquote IT department, the person who answers the phone just kind of says that they're at the IT department, because we definitely do not have one of those. So this is a very important subject, I think, for entrepreneurs and small business owners to understand, because at the end of the day... You are the ones making the IT decisions for your company. So Pablo does a great job of making this easy to understand for people like me. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with him. Pablo, thanks for joining us today. Hey. Will you just tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of your own journey to entrepreneurship? You want me to talk about myself, huh? I know, I know. <laughs> so I asked, hard. I asked. <laughs> I have been in IT my whole life, really. As a kid, I was always drawn to computers and video games and electronics and tinkering and building. And from there in high school, like all my electives mm -hmm. and stuff were always tailored for IT and computers and computer design and computer repair. Interesting. I, so 95 to 99, I was in high school back then. But I mean, we're talking the infancy, but right. even from middle school, I've always had like Prodigy. I don't know if you remember Prodigy, like the online programs. Mm -hmm. So all my life messing with computers and playing with computers. And that turned into mixing my my hobbies of music with technology. I moved into live events. Very cool. And I did that for a long time, working with the sound and the lighting. You know, 20 years old. So that's a fun job for a 20-year-old. Mm -hmm. From there, I was able to leverage those skills and move into conferences like big Orlando conferences at the convention center yeah this was I want to say 2010 mm -hmm. started working there as the lighting and doing general sessions and which are like big room sort of keynote speeches they found out that I had computer skills so they moved me instantly into the other side the breakouts and that's what I've been doing for 10 years so working with these conferences to build like their classrooms their workshops all the messaging the digital signage helping with like all their computer needs, running their servers, just a plethora of different technology pieces for the business to business conference. Interesting. And then what happens? COVID hits. Yeah. Ooh. And it's just completely taken the rug right. out from under me. So I'm sitting at home. It's like month two. So May, we're in quarantine and I'm not doing anything and nothing's happening with events. And I said, you know, I got to get started doing something. Mm -hmm. So what do I want to do? So at first I was like, let's do event stuff, but that doesn't make any sense because there's no market for that. So then I just said, well, let me fall back on my IT skills. Mm -hmm. Let me go back to my love and see if I can provide tech support. 
I had seen companies that do like tech support for small businesses where all they do is the tech support. Right. And I said, I could do that. Yeah. But I want to do it the right way, you know? So I started working to build the company from the ground up. From there, I found Catapult and, you know, mm-hmm. now I'm here working here trying to build this fantastic organization. <laughs> that is very cool. It's really fun to be able to fall back on that and say, all right, this terrible thing has happened, but what is it that I love to do and how can I go out in the world and do the thing that I love? So we love having you here in Catapult and it's fun to watch you kind of chasing that dream and building something from nothing. Yeah. Diving kind of into your area of expertise, which is IT, let's just talk about like some of the barriers that a lot of business owners face when it comes to IT. Like for me personally, Catapult is a small organization. We have less than 10 employees And when it comes to IT, like, it can be super overwhelming thinking about maintenance and it can be expensive and time consuming. So first of all, can you kind of tell me why a small business or a startup should even be considering using their resources for IT? Right. Well, all organizations create information. And IT stands for information technology, right? Mm-hmm. Why do they call it information technology if it has to do with, like, computers and the Internet and all that? Well, it's because before the Internet, right, everybody did things on paper, and your IT was the filing cabinet. And we very quickly realized that not as efficient as a, com- super, a powerful computer right. that can store the equivalent of 10,000 filing cabinets mm-hmm. in one little box. So instantly you can see that IT is a way to leverage technology. Mm-hmm to create profits and productivity. Mm -hmm. And within that productivity is the ROI, the return on the investment. So here's an example. The one piece of IT that all businesses instantly understand, accounting software. Because if you don't have accounting software, you're gonna have to keep a ledger by hand. Right, no one wants to do that. (laughs) No one wants to do that. Right. So the ROI is very easy. How much time it takes to do the books without it versus how much time it takes to do the books with it. And you instantly are like, well, it's five months of work versus like a day of work. Plus, the unknown ROI is that you reduce the cost of your account at the end of the year because everything is so much easier for them to pull reporting. Mm -hmm. Some of the other ones are really hard to calculate, right? What's the ROI on, let's say, Slack? What is Slack? So Slack is that program that we use here at Catapult to be able to communicate between all the different members. If you didn't have Slack, you would literally have to walk around all day, Kristen, and (laughs) talk to everyone. (laughs) Like, hey, there's coffee over there. Uh, Hey, there's coffee. So you've eliminated by one Slack message, you've eliminated about an hour and a half of work. Right. Good point. There's your ROI. There's that's how technology is so important to every business. It takes your processes that you would do as a human and automates them. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything that you do in an office at one point was done by a person by hand. Email was used to write a letter and send it to the person, right? So it's always evolving. It's always changing, but it's always a necessity. So any small business, whatever size, new, old, whatever it could be, you have to look at technology as a way to improve your processes and thus improving your profitability and your productivity. Yes. And that's why it's really necessary. Wow. Yeah, I agree. And I think one thing that's interesting and one thing that adds kind of to that barrier for me, at least. So I'm thinking to that Slack example. So like when we added Slack as one of our offerings for members and staff to be able to connect to each other, there was definitely time 
for me in the front end of getting it up and running, of learning the system, how we want to use it, and then communicating to current members and all future new members that it's an important thing to have. You kind of have to have that buy-in as a business owner to say, it may require some time on the front end, right. but it's going to eliminate so much time on the back end. Right. And I think sometimes having that vision while you're so bogged down in the day-to-day can be difficult. Well, yeah, and that's funny that you mentioned that because that's actually like a modern-day barrier. So, like, we were business people in, let's say, like, 2000 mm-hmm. when I graduated. You, uh, you had Microsoft, you had Apple, and you had their solutions and a couple of other d- different products out there. So the landscape on small business to medium business to large business, your options, what you could do, you were like, I need email. And then you would just go get that one email thing, mm-hmm. right? Right. But today, now the, the barrier is that for every piece of technology that you need, there's like 40 different vendors that you can choose. I personally am going through that right now. It's definitely a daunting task for the small business owner today to pick the solution, not so mm-hmm. much whether or not they need it, right? Right. Yeah. So a good practical thing that your new businesses, your startups can do is don't be afraid of the free trial. They offer it for a reason. They need you to use it to you for you to understand the software. So if you're in the market for some sort of software solution for whatever process you're looking at, mm-hmm. use the free trial. That's Reach great. out to the company. Don't be afraid. It may seem like, oh, I put my email. This is it. Mm-hmm. My email spam city. No, no, no. It's, it's a different landscape now, you know? They're willing to give you as much support as you need for their product, mm-hmm. especially if it's a very robust program. Mm-hmm. That's another good way of telling if you're with a good company, right, yeah. is the level of service that they provide around their software solution. Right. Yeah, that's great advice. I really appreciate that. Thanks for saying that. Moving on, and I think similar to what we have been talking about is one problem that like entrepreneurs, small business owners face today is just like there is a limited number of hours in the day there's only so much that you can get done in one day and i think one way to solve this problem is by doing some task automation and so what are some systems that you would recommend for entrepreneurs to take advantage of like if they're kind of looking to increase their productivity in looking at the landscape in 2020 the items that all companies should really look for i'll list them out and then we can talk about each one you want to have a CRM system, a customer relations management system. Yep. You want to have security. We'll touch on the different types. You want to have what's called a PSA. Have you ever heard of that? I don't know what that is. So no. it's called a professional services automation system. Okay. And we'll get into what that is. And that right. kind of ties in to CRM a little bit. The last one, and this is the one that is my sort of, this is a personal opinion more than anything. Great. It's called a BPMN software solution. It's a business process modeling and notation software. And that one is one that not a lot of people think about, but Great. I think is like gold for entrepreneurs and startups because it creates your processes. So let's go down the list. So CRM. CRM is Salesforce. Yep. That's all I mean. And any version of it, whether it's Salesforce or HubSpot or HubSpot's a big one. one. And that's the one I want to talk about because HubSpot is really cheap. Yes, it is. (laughs) You can get pretty much like their entire marketing sales and customer service 
for like, I think it's close to like $50 a month per user or something like that. Not, yeah, not wow. a lot. And you don't need a lot of users. You just need like maybe like your top people or if you're a startup, you have five people and you only need like maybe like two of them on there mm -hmm. or something. Like, but it's sure. so low cost and it's so in depth in what it can do. There's a lot of tools with automation and the, the concept behind uh, HubSpot and Salesforce is mm -hmm. inbound marketing. I don't, I don't think I have to explain to your, the listeners right. what that mm -hmm. is. So it collects all your content. It creates automation points for your website for capturing like people on your site, mm -hmm. people on your blog, people on your LinkedIn. The CRM collects all of that. Right. And then it allows the people in your organization to see where the customer is on their specific journey. So, you know, like Kristen talked to customer A last. Mm -hmm. This is what they talked about. This is the follow up email. She's on vacation. Let right. me just really quick go to the CRM and see where they're at. So when I talk to customer, I can, you know, hey, Kristen's on vacation. I'm here to help you out. Mm -hmm. But we don't lose. We don't have to backtrack to back to the problem again. We can just pick up right where we were. Yes. And so everybody understands the importance of it, right? Mm -hmm. The thing with CRM that I wanted to touch on is that you have to incorporate it as much as possible from the bottom for it to really work efficiently. If you try to sort of like latch it on after you've started your processes and you have it included in how you build your customer service flywheel, then it's going to be twice as hard and cost you a lot more. Right. So that's why it's important for the entrepreneur to start it, the startup to use it at the beginning because it grows with you as yes. opposed to you trying to fit it in after you've grown. Right. Which is more expensive. The next piece was the security, right? Mm -hmm. So this is without a doubt the most detrimental monetary problem that you can face as an organization would be a security breach. Yes. Especially with any kind of client information right. like credit cards or yep. something like that. So just simple. Don't skimp on security. Right. Have it. Yeah. There, this isn't your personal computer at home. You're a startup. You need to treat the laptop that you have for your business as if it was the main server at the McDonald's corporation, right? Like you <laughs> yeah. just, you have to treat it as such. Uh-huh. When I say security, I mean antivirus, malware. You want to have two-factor authentication yes. for any kind of logins. Mm -hmm. And if you're not familiar with what that is, that's where you have like on your phone, Google has a thing called Google Authenticator. Mm -hmm. And you you go to your login and you're, um, a web developer can set this up for you very easily. You put your login information and then what you do is you go onto your phone and it pulls up like a little number you type that number in mm -hmm. and that number is like refreshing every 10 15 yeah. seconds or yeah. something like that you put your number in and then you log in mm -hmm. so two-factor authentication and then ransomware protection ransomware is the hot new thing right where yes. they'll instead of stealing your information they'll steal it look through it find something critical and then email you back and say if you don't give us this money we're gonna let the world know about this mm -hmm. And typically, you don't want people to do that. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, that's not an ideal situation. <laughs> yeah, to be in, exactly. Right? Because they've got you at that point, and right. a lot. And what ends up happening is a lot of these companies freak out when they pay it. Mm -hmm. Cover yourself on security, front and back. And then the biggest piece of security advice is train your employees mm. constantly. Yeah, you need to make sure that they're up to date on the newest security threats out there all the different ways that email phishing and whale phishing, and there's all these terms that we can use, but 90% of all security breaches start at a user. Whether right. it, was, it was some sort of social engineering where they pulled out a password or they 
got them to believe that they were with the company when they weren't. They all start there. So train your employees. Don't skimp on the security and two-factor authentication. Those yeah. are the big ones. Yeah, that's really good. What do you say to somebody who says, well, I'm just a small organization. Nobody's really going to go after my stuff. But what if they do? If I'm a hacker mm-hmm. and I want to just make money, I'm going to go with the easy way. Otherwise, I wouldn't be a hacker. I'd go get a job, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to target something that's going to give me the most bang for my buck. And who's going to be more scared to pay a, ha- a random hacker? The small company or the Fortune 500 company, you know what, who really knows that this isn't really going to affect them, right? So you have to kind of balance that out. I think it's more important for smaller businesses to focus on the security. And you don't have to be crazy. This isn't something where, like, you have to wake up every morning and, like, who's been breaching my stuff? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> stuff like that. Right. You but, can kind of set it up and let it exactly. do its thing. Sure. And, most of the, and that's how most of those things work. Mm-hmm. And also, you can always hire a company like mine, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. So we talked about think people should focus on their CRM systems, security. Next, I think, was a PSA. Right. So the PSA is just, it's like the CRM, but it's for more of when the work is getting done. They tell you that this is, it's more service orientated. So like if you run a, a restaurant or if you run a retail store, it's not, this may not be exactly the solution for you. There might be something better. This is like if you have a law office or you're a web developer, someone right. who like has billable hours or right. services that are intangible. Mm-hmm. This allows you to connect it to the CRM system. What it does is it'll track where you are in the service. Like a ticket comes up if there's a problem. So a ticket could be anything of like an email that's generated from a inquiry on your website. That's a ticket, right? Right. That ticket comes into the system and then it gets hit to whoever's in charge of capturing and assigning and it's Mm -hmm. all automated so Mm -hmm. that the client never thinks that it's a process. It's just sort of like an answer to their problem. That's cool. And it ties into your accounting. It ties into like your inventory. It ties into your CRM. It just, it's the CRM for your services and tracking your employees and tracking the communication with your clients. So if you run a service business, I highly recommend looking into a PSA. Now we could spend a whole hour talking about the different levels and what they offer and stuff. So just go out and look. Some of the big ones are ConnectWise Manage. Okay. And then there's also Zendesk. Zendesk is a big one. So Check cool. out those two. Okay, and finally, the one that I really wanted to talk mm-hmm. about. Okay, so so the BPMN, right? What is that? Have you ever worked for like a big organization or something like that? Like, yeah, sure. And they sit down and they're like, okay, so client comes in and we're gonna this we're, we onboard them and you know the sales team will take this form and right. then 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 we pass it along to Susan and <laughs> Susan's gonna stamp them all right and then. And then there's always these weird processes that mm-hmm. just sort of build up organically over mm-hmm. time from just people getting fired and people getting hired and right. new computer systems and stuff. What BPMN does mm-hmm. is it allows you to graph that, but the modern day versions also have like the ability to export that into your automation systems. So you can create these wonderful diagrams and flow charts for not only like you and your employees, but it incorporates with your PSA, your CRM. The processes are both employee and software together, right? And they visualize it, but they're also cloud-based. 
So it allows for yeah. your employees and everyone in your organization to have one place to go see them and also a place to go and put their input on the process. Oh, you know what? This is no longer, this step here is not the same. Let me put a note, let's change it, let's move it around. It becomes organic. Yeah, that's very cool. But it's still modeling it in the traditional sense. So mm -hmm. it's super important. So I suggest people really look into incorporating that into their um, startup. Yeah, that sounds very helpful. And I could see how even just starting to really have some of those processes, not necessarily on paper, but in the cloud where everybody can see it would be extremely helpful to identify some inefficiencies or things that are happening that might not be the best use of the organization's time. Right, right. And, sure. and, and or like taking a look and seeing like why there's a certain roadblock or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, that's really cool. And personally, I use, uh, so the, there's one by IBM, funny enough, right? Mm -hmm. Called uh, Blueworks Live. Okay. And, and it's it's fantastic. It's really good. And it's not expensive at all. I think it was like $59 a user. Nice. So not, not entirely crazy. Yeah. Which you'll also see that a lot of these software programs are no longer like $4,000. They're now like per user per month. Mm -hmm. So they're really good now for startups to get these enterprise level programs at a very low cost. Yeah, that's interesting and good to know. When somebody's starting out a business or running their business, it's just super important to know who your customer is. It's super important to be getting as much data on that as you can. And so, I mean, I guess what are some good technological solutions for finding, understanding, and then like improving overall customer targeting? We've kind of mentioned the CRM, and mm -hmm. that's really, my, in my opinion, where people need to land in when, when asking this question about how to target customers. I think the important thing to keep in mind when picking software or picking technology to help you with finding clients and getting leads is to leverage automation, is to take the legwork out of that inbound process, right? Mm -hmm. And making sure that it's all interconnected. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. It, it's great to have a blog on your website. But it's not okay to have the blog and then not have a way for you to quantify it or right. to put a KPI to that blog to make sure that what you're posting is actually having some sort of like traction and you need to be able to measure that stuff, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's important to definitely make sure you're using the right software solutions for that. So a HubSpot, again, or any kind of CRM, mm -hmm. super important. And then the other things were um, Hootsuite. Right. And this is advice for entrepreneurs that I've been given, which is two hours a week of content. Take two, three hours a week, write a bunch of content, load it into Hootsuite, and just let it automatically let it start let mm -hmm. it, putting it out. But mm -hmm. if you get into the routine of doing two to three hours a week and then bump it up mm -hmm. if you have that available and or then move it over to an employee right. or so, yeah. whatever it may be. But if you get into that routine of creating the content and then using the software to automate it, mm -hmm. you put those two together, that's very powerful for lead retrieval. Yeah, when you talk about like people can just waste so much time creating content because it's very important, mm -hmm. but also if you're not kind of letting that content work for you and that you're getting as much as you can out of that time that you've spent on it, knowing how many clicks things are getting, where are people going on your site because of your blog post or your post to social media. I think 
just setting those things up on the front end is so important yeah. as you continue to grow so that you know who your customer is and what type of information appeals to them. 1,000%. Right. And my advice is to take that concept of just one layer further. You want to tie them all together because we have the luxury as startups to decide what we want our organization to look like in the future. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you want everyone should strive for a, like a well-run organization that's just, just you know everybody just mm-hmm. you know yeah. walking around passing papers right. and just, hey Bill hi Susan yeah. like you know like everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. And you really can't achieve that until your processes are just fluid and going really, really smooth. Mm-hmm. And so the automation in these systems is, is the true root of how you, these things work better. So don't just jump into them just because it's the hot item, right? You need to look at the solution and go, what's my problem? You know, what am I trying to do? What I'm trying to capture leads out of LinkedIn. That's an mm-hmm. example or. And then really take a look at the solution and see what it does. And then on top of that, what extra you get without having to buy like the super package. Right. You want to grow into the super package. You don't want to mm-hmm. buy the super package. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, good point. Good point. Thanks for adding that. Man, I feel like you've touched on a lot of things that people can look into, different systems. And just so everybody's aware, at catapultlakeland.com slash podcast, we will link out to all of these different resources that Pablo has mentioned just so that you can go there and take a look at all that stuff just to try to be as helpful as we can. But lastly, are there any books or podcasts that you would recommend to other entrepreneurs? I mean, wow. I do a lot of online reading, you know, mm-hmm. so and, you know, here, OK, here's a, actually a good tip. The software companies themselves. They do all the market research for you and then use that market research to sell you their product. But the research is good, right? So, mm-hmm. like, f- by all means, contact these software companies and, and talk with them and get a lot of information. And that, that's always a good source. As far as books, the problem with print media is that it's so slow to keep up that right. it's hard to tell you to go buy a book that's right. going to help you with things that are just changing so quickly. So, yeah, that makes sense. I, I, would, I would just, you know, your favorite blog sites, whatever they may be, there's a lot. There's so many tech blogs out there mm-hmm. that it's just too vast to mention. But the I would recommend the companies themselves. They're a wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super helpful. Well, thanks. <laughs> well, again, thanks so much for being here. This was super helpful and fun to just get to sit and talk to you over. We each brought some coffee. So yeah. Perfect. Cheers. Uh, cheers. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning into this conversation with Pablo. If you want to learn more about any of the resources he discussed, you can head over to our website. That's catapultlakeland.com slash podcast to see the show notes, a description about what we talked about, and then more in detail links out to those resources. So we will be back again in two weeks on Wednesday with another conversation where we will be talking PR with Chad and Joe McLeod from McLeod Communications. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you can stay in the know about when that drops and what's coming up next. Have a great week and keep making headway.